the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm not one who gets into Chick-fil-A. I'm not one who gets to the music festivals. I'm not one who subscribes to a lot of things that come in boxes, whether it be shaving gear or food. I'll talk about some of the stories of the day, some of the business stories of the day, some of the economic data. My goal is to get you to retirement, to get you to the point where you love investing, even when things are bad. Um, it's tough, because I remember those downtimes. Uh, in 2000 to 2002, and 2008 and 2009, where you don't want to open your financial statements. And everyone knows that I work on Wall Street and I work on investing. Uh, so you go to weekend getaways with family and they're like, how's the stock market doing? As if there's a dead relative in the room. Uh, being me. <laughs> I live in a one-story house, so if I ever decide to jump, it's not that far down. Bad times are tough, and bad times will get you second-guessing yourself. I did a national radio show way back in the day now on Business Talk Radio. And in the bad times, people would call into the show and go, I don't even want to open my statements. Before statements went from paper statements to email statements, which, boy, that switch happened fast. Um, and I can't thank the world enough for email statements because those paper statements are a nightmare to keep uh, uh, in check. And you just feel like you've got a, a tree in your living room that's you know, been cut down into financial statements. Uh, we will get to the point where you are fearful again. And that's a good thing. Um, the market needs buyers and sellers and not just buyers. The market needs winners and losers and not just winners. So it happens. Um, the McDonald's Chick-fil-A war, not for me. Uh, my job is to talk you through and not tell you, oh, this is the best pizza in the Bay. 
I'm not that guy. My job is to say, you know, hey, you know in a down market, you're buying more shares of that mutual fund? So go check out your 401k right now, and let's say you have an S&P 500 fund, and you're able to buy $100 a month. So you're getting, let's say, it's, I don't know, $1,000 a share. No, let's not say it's $1,000 a share. Let's say it's $10 a share. So you put $100 into it, and you get 10 shares. Well, when that stock, in this case, market, or ETF or index, when it goes lower, you're able to get more than 10 shares if you still have that $100 a month. And that's the trick, to buy low, not just to sell high. We tend to do the opposite. We tend to buy high, like, hey, I can go to a party right now and go, like, hey, the market's at all-time highs, and everyone's like, hey, sexy, the market's at all-time high. It's the opposite of being the dead guy in the room. And um, that's not the time to get value. That's the time to get polish. And that's okay, but I prefer the down markets. And we don't get very many down markets, so when they come, I'm really, 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 really happy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Beijing, to me, is exporting unemployment to the United States. And this election year, where I think we're down to the last 60 days, roughly until you have to go to the polls, has shown the world once again that America's angry that we've lost jobs. Um, Even though unemployment's low, 5%, 4.9%, the hours aren't jacked up, the wages aren't jacked up. Uh, But China takes the manufacturing jobs and they say thank you, and they're happy for them. They've got billions of people there, right? Um, they got to put them to work because communism started to break. Um, so there's no doubt to me that we have a kind of an angry constituency in the United States, the haves and the have-nots. And some people don't like being the have-nots. And we're seeing it in the election. And who's going to win? Uh, the person who can appeal to the most have-nots? The person who can get the most haves out? Um it's going to be an interesting election. So there's something called likely voters versus registered voters. And uh, the likely voters, who who will actually care enough to actually vote, puts Trump in the slight lead. The number of total voters out there in polls of who do you like more puts Clinton in the lead. And last night there was a debate, or not a debate, but a conversation. And they both came across as <laughs> Not the best that we could put forward as a nation, uh, to say the least. So jobless claims in the United States declined to the lowest level in seven weeks. Uh, that's just been rocking and rolling for quite a while at this point in time. Uh, job openings reached a record high in July as well. Apple's buying time until they can get the next big thing out there. Um, I thought what they came out yesterday was safe. They rolled out serviceable upgrades to the iPhone and the Apple Watch. Knowing that the um, lightning charger, lightning cable, is going to be also the headphone jack going forward. I came up with the first thought of like, well, what do I do if I want to listen to my headphones while charging my 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 phone? And the answer is out of luck. It's actually S O L, but I'll just say out of luck to stay on the radio. Um, <clears throat> so there's some flaws, and the little AirPods, they. To some people, like, well, what if they fall out of my ear while I'm exercising? They're 150. 
So they're basically like 75 bucks each, right? Uh, don't lose those puppies. And to charge them, you have to keep them in their charging case. So you have to carry their case with you when you go places. Um, I'm sure I'm going to see them at the gym. But those are some areas that uh, Apple, I'm not going to say with their subtle innovation, may be shooting themselves in the foot. Um, Apple needs to get to wireless charging soon. Um, I have a case for my iPhone that has a wireless charging unit, so that's pretty cool. But I shouldn't have to have the case. So, um, ECB surprises people by failing to extend the QE deadline, and they cut Eurozone growth forecasts. So Europe is not great right now, and that probably means it's going to be a great investment because they'll probably keep interest rates lower for longer. Uh, Dosecki's introduced a new most interesting man, and he actually speaks Spanish. And it shows you the power of advertising, because when I say the world's most interesting man, you know exactly what type of beer, right? So I saw that Netflix cuts out five days of commercials a year in your children's television. So just by having them watch Netflix, they're cutting out a lot of commercials. And I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of commercials, right? I, I think you're not either. Um, I don't think that's going out on the limb. I don't like commercials. Ooh, controversial. Um, but the fact, I mean, there's a plus and a minus with this. Okay, so Netflix saves your kid from watching five days of commercials per year. That's a lot, right? But your kid's also watching, he's 15 times more likely to be watching Netflix than playing outdoors. We're going to have some very anemic and, and, and fair children going forward because of uh, cord cutting. So Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, and other online services. The average child between the ages 2 and 18 streams about 1. hours a day. That's 650 hours a year. Big event coming up Saturday, September 10th at the Four Points by Sheraton in San Rafael. It's the only time I get up to Marin. It's a retirement and wealth planning event with CFP Chad Burton. There's a sign-up page at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. If you need free entrance, it's the passcode is retire123. You gotta sign up to go. Lots of information about it at robblackshow.com. AM twelve twenty KDOW. Retirement needs a plan. It's hard to know where to begin, but focusing on just a few essential issues will increase your chances of enjoying a secure future. On Saturday, September 10th, learn winning strategies from two of the Bay Area's leading financial experts when Rob Black and certified financial planner Chad Burton present a special wealth management and retirement event in Marin. Retirement and wealth planning has become more complicated than ever, but at this event, Chad Burton will break it down for you and provide sensible solutions for reaching your retirement goals. Rob Black will give you an in-depth look at dividend stocks and outline his 20 steps to financial freedom. Plus, attorney and well-known author Michelle Lerman will explain how to update your estate plan for 2016. Don't miss this special retirement and wealth planning event in Marin with Chad Burton and Rob Black. 9 to noon on Saturday, September 10th at the Four Points by Sheraton San Rafael. Space is limited, so reserve your spot today online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There's a new credit card that's so popular that it's running out. I know. It's ridiculous. There's a handcrafted Chase Sapphire Reserve credit card. It's being sucked up by the millennials, the millennials, the millennials, the millennials. Um, The Chase Sapphire Reserve credit card, I got it. Uh, debuted it, and it looks like consumers noticed it as well as I did. It ran out for the handcrafted version. So they sent you an old piece of plastic, but they'll get you the new card soon. Um, handcrafted embedded metal cards will be on their way. Don't you worry. But the Chase Sapphire Reserve card gives you some pretty cool things. Um, it's got a $450 fee per year, which is a lot. But they give you a $300 annual travel credit, which I travel, so that's good. Um, there's an application fee credit for up to $100 to cover the TSA pre-check or global entry fees, which is great if you travel a lot. There's 100,000 bonus points once you spend 4000 in the first three months. And if you redeem them through Chase Ultimate Rewards Travel Portal, it's worth a whopping $1,500, uh, those 100,000 points. So there's some airport benefits like access to lounges and car rental privileges that if you have it, you got to pay off your statement every month or pay off your balance every month so that you don't get fees that are tied towards it. But I found that interesting that they sold out. Like, they get, that was pretty popular demand. Now, the millennials, once again, in the news. And not for a good reason. Oh, yes, they, oh, yes, they can. This is how I start this story or this idea. And millennials are important because they're spending money. And when you spend money, you drive a, an economy. And if you drive an economy, you drive a stock market. And the stocks where millennials are spending should be, you just take note. I'm not saying all your investments should be that way. But if I can buy a clothing store for baby boomers or a clothing store for Generation X or a clothing store for millennials, I'm probably going to skew towards the millennials. Um, <clears throat> I wear hoodies. And my hoodie that I got right now, I've got two. Uh, one of them has a hole in it. I've worn it so long. I'm not a great consumer. I'm not somebody I would invest in. But Sophia Sparkling Minis from Coppola help ushered in the canned wine trend. So I will serve no wine before it's time, right? In a can. Now, we used to laugh, and even the Muppet movie had a, a joke where Steve Martin was playing a waiter, and Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog were out to dinner, and uh, Steve Martin, the waiter, uh, yeah, obviously this isn't a very sophisticated Italian uh, restaurant because... He says, Miss Piggy, would you like to smell the cork? Or the, ah, oh, I blew it. Oh, the cap. <laughs> so, um, so sophisticated, it's considered cork. And then, you know, a, a, a cover on top, a, a cap, less sophisticated. What do we think about wine in a can? Sales of canned wine, which have seemed a more touchy proposition for wine enthusiasts than boxed wines or screw top caps in the decades past, have taken off. Sales of canned wine up 125% over the past year. I want to get into that business, or I want to invest in that business, because that's growing faster than the stock market, right? Um, Canned wine, is it less of a thing in the UK? Is it more of a thing in the UK? Is it less of a thing in China? Is it more of a thing in China? Um, Is it specific to gender, 
or not? There's questions you have to ask when you see a trend like this. Um, the fate of canned wine um, was sealed ultimately when grocer and tastemaker Whole Foods declared 2006 the year of canned wine. So Whole Foods is a play here. Now, Whole Foods is having problems that totally different than corks and twist-off caps. Uh, Whole Foods is having problems of low prices. So they can't do it all. And, you know, when you're selling filet mignon for $29 a pound, and then you can get it from your local high-end grocer $16 a pound, but you can get it at Safeway for $9.99 a pound, you're probably going to skew towards the cheaper. A lot of people are. Um, and Whole Foods is caught up in kind of a little bit of a price war. And like Radney Foster once said, nobody wins, we both lose in price wars. He's talking about divorce, but and I do think there's a winner in divorce. So sometimes I was married for under a year, and I think I won by getting out as fast as I did. Um, but I'll leave that topic to another day. Um, Google's buying a software company called Apogee for $625 million. This was one of those IPOs that came out in 2015 and dove. Um, Apogee is famous for making APIs, application programming interface tools. APIs allow two software applications to talk to each other and share information and have become an increasingly important part of building an app that runs on the cloud. So... Um, Google picks up a company that came public that probably shouldn't have come public and takes them off the market. Airline stocks are jumping after Delta Southwest have updated their outlooks. So I like the domestic transports at this point in time. Anyone that flies to France concerns me because people are afraid of terrorism in Europe at this point in time. Um, airline stocks uh, helped the Dow transports rise today after Delta Airlines and Southwest Airlines both reported encouraging figures. A lot of signs, reasons to be optimistic. Delta's on track for an 18 to 19% operating margin in the current quarter. Slightly below prior guidance of 19 to 21%, but not as bad as a lot of people thought. Remember, uh, Delta had a big computer outage that shut down computers in August, and it's going to result in a $150 million drop in pre-tax income. Ouch! But demand uh, for lower fares, which in turn's uh, were supplied by lower oil prices, are helping companies like Southwest. They expect capacity to rise less than 4% with domestic accounting for 2% of that growth. So it's not as bad. That's what you could say. It's not as bad as you would expect in the world of uh, the air at this point in time. Now, I want to warn you, we're going to hear more plane crashes and more crazy turbulence stories. Why? Because year over year, we're putting more planes in the sky. So just by that fact alone, we're going to have more problems. Um, flights are taking a little bit longer than they used to. So we've got a lot of things up in the air at this point in time. Being home to Silicon Valley gets California the reputation for the dreamland of startups. But it's a big state with lots of cities. And outside the San Francisco Bay Area and the Los Angeles-San Diego region, California is pretty harsh territory for business owners, um, and especially for startups. So California looks like a land of dreams, but it's a land of dreams in only very specific parts. Um, California is a classic example of, you know, it's about location, location, location. So the five California metro areas that fell within the bottom ten nationally, which you don't want to be starting a business in, uh, Fresno, Santa Rosa, San Bernardino, Modesto, and Stockton. 
So anyhow, uh, the capital investments heavily concentrated in three states right now, California, New York, and Massachusetts. I have a big event coming up this Saturday, Retirement and Wealth Planning event at the Four Points by Sheraton San Rafael Hotel. You can sign up for it. It's a retirement, wealth planning, wealth preservation. I'm going to give you a checklist of 20 things that you need to check off. And if you do these things, then you're financially fit. I'm going to go over some dividend stock ideas as well. Sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. It's this Saturday in San Rafael from 9 to noon. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Airbnb's got a bit of a problem on their hands. How do they fight racism? Uh, You have a home. You can put it up. Someone says, hey, I'm interested. And you can look at their profile and sometimes their profile pictures. Uh, That's a problem. So... Airbnb is going to need to work on that. All businesses kind of have problems, right? And your number one job if you're going to invest in stocks and investments is to try to figure out what problems there can be. In real estate, uh, we've had you know eight years in an up stock market. In real estate, we've had six years in a kind of a big up movement. We don't have 100 years in a row. Um, and we tend to only remember maybe two years ago. <laughs> We don't remember the bad times. There will be bad times again. So you have to kind of like educate yourself on worst case scenarios and things that won't work out for you. Um, you know, Apple's making a big move on wireless AirPods, which you're going to put in your ear to listen to music. Um, that could backfire on them. So people start losing those AirPods and they start feeling like, hey, those were $150, and I only had them for like two days. My wife is going to be angry at me when she finds out I lost those. Um, sometimes these strategies can backfire. You have to be honest with yourself. Uh, in all things investing, in all things money, you can buy a brand new car, take it down the road, and blam, someone rear-ends you, and you don't get enough money to cover the car costs. So it got wrecked. There's a differential of what it's considered wreck, what the insurance company will pay you versus what you owe the car company or the bank. So just always think of what can go wrong or what are the financial ties here because things don't end well for a lot of Americans. I'll tell you that much. Let's bring in Tony Mendez with Bay Area Loan Source and talk a little bit of real estate. Welcome in to A Moment with Shakespeare. Macbeth once said, To get points or not to get points? Okay, so that's not true. But that's a question that people have. To be or not to be, another question they have is, should I buy points when I get a mortgage? When I get a loan, should I pay money to get a lower cost loan? 
I mean, that almost sounds like a scam. That almost sounds too good to be true. It's an odd concept that you have to pay to lower your rate. Points, paying for points. Pay, uh, point is equal to a percentage of your loan amount. So if you're paying one point, that's 1%. If it's a $400,000 loan, that's $4,000 extra. So if, But if paying that point drops your rate by a quarter percent and you save $150 a month, divide 4000 by 150 and that's how many months it takes for you to recoup those costs. So if you keep it longer than that, those months, let's say it's 33 months, and you plan on keeping that house for seven years, 84 months, you're going to benefit every month after that. So it's an investment into your loan. Um, a lot of people use uh, points when rates are going up or if it's in a purchase and the seller is giving them some concessions because on a purchase, all of your costs are out of your pocket, the down payment plus your closing costs. So the best way to get some additional costs is either from the rate, which is the opposite of paying points, or from the seller. So if the seller is giving you some concessions in cash, you can use that to pay points, which pays off over the long term. So somebody else is paying you you for having a lower rate. I recently got an email from someone who was going through a refi, and he says, I've never paid points. And that was interesting because I was like, I've always paid points. And I, I look at it as buying them. It's buying a cheaper loan. And if I'm going to be in the house or I'm going to have a rental for more than two, three years, typically the math is going to work out that it's worth it, especially in low interest rate environments. So the, you're getting lower interest rates. Right. And the people who don't pay points are actually at a higher rate than if they actually paid some costs. So th- this brings me to um, my issue I have with banks and other kinds of brokers and bankers that don't give options out. They're looking at the mass amount of people out there looking to refinance or purchase a house and saying, oh, we're going to give you low costs. In reality, they may not be doing the right service to this borrower when they should have paid a point, and it would have saved them money on a longer term. So they're not really qualifying. They're looking at those emotions, of, uh, and they're looking at, at a formula that says, if we advertise this, we're going to get more return on our uh, on our clients. So make sure that when you do look at a loan, look at all of the options. As a matter of fact, the new rules that came out last year make brokers uh, explain that if you paid points, this would be your lowest rate. If you don't pay points, this is the rate. And by the way, I'm choosing this rate. So it's called a, it's part of the anti-steering rule where we're not steering you into a product that's making you, us more money and costing you more money. So be very careful about somebody who says no points. That also means you're taking a higher rate. I always find it um, intimidating, the process of getting a loan, because at some point in time, you look at the cost, you look at how much you're borrowing, you're looking at how long it's going to take to pay off. So that's the area that I think most people talk themselves out of points, and I really, really want people to run both scenarios. Uh, Because, yes, when you look at that that final sheet of how much stuff costs and how many pieces of paper you're going to have to sign, you know, I've paid attorneys to sign for me because I don't like mortgages, mortgage paperwork that much. I'm just like, you go sign for me. Um, you get it done. Um, well, I guess what I'm trying to say here is don't get intimidated by the process and know that points, generally, in my opinion, are a good thing to consider. Uh, if you think you're going to be moving the next year or two, no. But then again, if you think you're going to be moving the next year or two, a 30-year mortgage isn't appropriate for you either. Right, and you could do the same thing by getting an arm, uh, like a five-year arm. If you're going to leave in two years, get a five-year arm or a three-year arm. You're going to get a lower rate to begin with and then do a no point, and your rate's lower as if you were to pay points on a 30-year. So but that freaks people out because what if I can't sell the property in three to five years on the arm and I can't refinance and I can't – and the rates go right. – like, oh the, rate, oh, the rates went higher. Like, people freak out. Yep. And uh, we're all going to die. Earth is going to go hurtling in the sun at some point in time, and 
I just don't think life Aren't is... Aren't we getting closer to the sun every year? I Now you're freaking me out. You're listening to Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Got a big seminar coming up this Saturday. This Saturday, so a couple of days from now, it's going to be in San Rafael at the Four Points by Sheraton. So it's a Marin seminar. It's the only one I've done this year, and I think I didn't do one last year. So you can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. If you need a free entry, the passcode is retire123. So Apple's phones that came out yesterday, not the sexiest. Very much a lot of the same. They did some things that I think some people are going to be pleased with and some things that people are going to be unpleased with. Um, The watch is getting some nice improvements. Not great. Just nice. Um... They're coming out with a couple different colors. To me, it looks a little dull as far as innovation goes. Um, I still love my iPhone. I particularly love the services for it um, and the backup in the iTunes store. To me, it just feels better than Google. Will Google finally catch them? They have a chance. They always have a chance. Um, but the cash cow in the industry is Apple. So Elizabeth Warren wants to go after them pretty aggressively. Um, she wants a higher tax rate, and she's congratulating Europe for going after Apple and winning or throwing down U.S. billions of dollars. And Ireland doesn't want that. Apple might leave, pull jobs out of Ireland, and they'll have to go back to staying at the pub all day long. Can I do anything more cliche? Maybe farming potatoes and drinking at the pub with their lassies. And maybe selling some soap. They, they make soap, right? Irish Spring. So Elizabeth Warren could be considered bad for business, um, but good for social issues. So Apple, the two reasons I can find that really stand out to own Apple is $230 billion plus in cash. Woo! Um, 2017 will be a big year for Apple as far as there's a lot of people who need to upgrade their phones. Um, I don't think this phone's going to break sales records. So I don't think it's going to break opening weekend records. And I'll tell you why. Because Apple has said, we're not going to tell anyone what the opening weekend rec- uh, numbers are this time. So I think they're lowering expectations. Um, I've also gotten to point, trained to the point, if I need a phone, I'm going to do something like buy it on Black Friday, or I'll buy last year's model right now before they start selling this year's new, brand new shiny model. So I think some of us are starting to figure that out, that we don't need brand new shiny new. Um, anyhow, a small business expo, it's happening. Cow Palace in San Francisco, a week from Thursday. So it's September 15th. You can get more information at the smallbusinessexpo.com. Do you like small business? Check out the Small Business Expo. You can go to the smallbusinessexpo.com, drop by and visit the KDOW booth, and uh, there you have it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Did you go to Burning Man this year? There's some fantastic missed connections in Craigslist that are absurd, heartfelt, 
wistful and uh, just shows you the, the craziness that goes on that is Burning Man. Um, I'm not a dust in the desert kind of guy myself, but I am a blue wig potential. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, check us out this weekend at San Rafael. Four points by Sheraton in Marin. It's a seminar on wealth creation, wealth preservation, wealth management, retirement planning, and much, much more. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, invested in more. We have a big event coming up Saturday. This Saturday in San Rafael. We haven't been in San Rafael. About two years. It was August two years ago that I remember going last. So we don't get there often. CFP Chad Burton will be there. A little wealth preservation, a little wealth creation, a little retirement planning, um, and much, much more. CFP Chad Burton, how are you? Great. Looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm very interested because maybe I'll maybe we'll switch up Thursday night events for Saturday events going forward, but maybe not. We'll find out. Um, lots to think about for sure. Um, talking, uh, one of the, the contents that you're going to be talking about, the rate hike, um, I started the show today by saying, you know, the stock market's great right now because of yield. A lot of people are sticking around the stock market, not for earnings or revenue, but because of yield. Rate hike, will that change things? Well, I mean, it's, it's not just because of yield. I mean, let's face it, uh, a lot of CEOs are paid based on their share price. So what a lot of CEOs are doing is the financial engineering of, hey, let's issue bonds at 2% and buy back our own stock that's yielding 3%. And they yep. save money and they have less stocks out there, so their earnings per share go up even though their revenue has been fairly flat. Um, and you have to watch out for those kind of companies, that kind of financial engineering that's happening as a result of these low interest rates. So when interest rates go up, that'll end a little bit. That's going to be quality. You know, it's funny. I remember in 2006, Rob, that everybody was starting to flow to passive investing and stock picking was dead and then you had the great correction, right? The big, great recession. Um, so I think concentrating on value and quality is going to be important as we go forward. But the, right now, trying to deal with the Federal Reserve kind of reminds me of a bipolar girlfriend that I once had where you think everything's great one day and then the next day you get, you know, wake up and it's a different story, right? Um, we get employment numbers that look great. We get some wage inflation that's coming down the line, which we really, really need. But then we get an ISM report that shows, you know, a soft patch in the economy, which is pretty convenient. I don't think uh, rates are going to be going up in September because that's right before the election. I think that's the last thing Democrats want to have happen right now. So let's talk a little bit more on some financial content. Um, how will bonds and cities react with 
a potential rate hike in September or December. Some people think it's going to be the latter. Some people think it's going to be the former. Um, how do you think the CDs and bonds will react? You know, they may not. And, you know, what you're dealing with is a short-term lending rate between banks, uh, between the Federal Reserve and banks. So you might not get an immediate increase in anything but maybe a 6- or 12-month CD, and it's not okay. worth going longer than that on CDs, in my opinion. The thing that scares me, Rob, is that people have gone from having their safe money in CDs and FDIC-insured money markets to using short-term bond funds, okay. and and everybody's like, oh, let's stay away from the longer-term bond funds and go short-term because interest rates right, right, rise. But remember, the Feds are dealing with the short end of the curve, and what that means when you hear that term on CNBC or Bloomberg is it's shorter-term bonds. They're dealing with shorter-term rates, not long-term bonds. So what could happen is that you could see long-term bonds stay the same, intermediate-term bonds do okay, and short-term bonds do poorly. So the same asset class that people might be using for a cash alternative could actually get hurt. Safe money is supposed to be safe money. It's supposed to be not sensitive to interest rates. So keep that in mind when you're putting together your safe money account for retirement. It's not short-term bond funds. Okay. Um, some other topics tied towards rate hikes. Um, how would you prepare for the next correction? A lot of people want to know next correction always around the corner. We've had, and I, I think this is bad for business. Uh, we've had like, what is it, eight years up in the stock market. Um, we've had a nice recovery from the recession. Uh, slow recovery. Um, the housing market's doing great for six plus years now. Uh, how do you set up for that next Leg down versus leg up. Uh, yeah, I mean, you said it. you got to mentally prepare. I mean, every five to seven years, there's a 20% correction. And you typically have three five to seven percent corrections um, every year. And so there, there's one that's going to come. And the funny thing is everybody's talking about rate hikes. They're talking about the ridiculous choices that we have for the elections and the volatility that's going to be created. Typically, the big ones are created from the, the, the event that nobody saw coming. And that happens. You know, it happens whether it's a a terrorist strike or some geopolitical issue or, you know, maybe it's the ECB running out of bonds to buy to stimulate the economy and they just give up. Who knows? You know, it could be anything. You just have to mentally prepare and realize that they come and that they just remember 2000, remember 2008 and 9, and remember how you felt and realize that as soon as you felt like you were going to give up throw in the towel and go to cash, that's when the market turned around and rallied 50-plus percent. So just mentally prepare that those things happen. Second, make sure you have three years' worth of portfolio draws in cash if you're retirement. In retirement, that way you can live off your cash and dividends while the recovery occurs. And then third, get to know how your portfolio is positioned in those big corrections. You can go to our website, what is your risk number, on the right side of the page. You can create a portfolio review, and you can basically... Take a risk tolerance. Know what your, you know, your number is in terms of what you're willing to deal with in decline. You can actually take your actual holdings of your portfolio and compare it to what would have happened in 2008 and 2009, and see if you're going to be okay with that. So you got to mentally prepare and then know your portfolio. Thanks very much. I'll see you on Saturday. It's the retirement and wealth planning event Saturday in Marin in San Rafael. It's 
a good event. It's a solid event, Retirement and Wealth Planning. Chad runs most of it. We're going to discuss why retirement and wealth planning are more complicated than ever. We're going to break it down, provide sensible solutions, uh, what counts to draw from, interest rate environments, social security issues, dividend stocks, um, infotaining for sure. I'll give you a financial checklist that you have to make sure you check them all off so you're financially secure. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. You can find Chad and sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.